I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oi. The boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, and Jesse. All we know and all we talk about is booty. It's time to get this started tonight. <laughs> and we're recording. So stupid. <laughs> Good and stupid. Yeah, I guess. We need to address the elephant in the room, and that is why why Wonger is dressed up like Richard Simmons. And is now actually oh uh, exercising as if he was a young Richard Simmons in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> He's already it's chair aerobics. <laughs> if you're doing chair aerobics, right, you're either old, right, or you've given up, right? Old. Right, or you're You guys realize I'm mobility. close to 60. What the fuck is going on? This you is close to 60 aerobics. years old. I just did 40 push-ups this morning. I'm are, doing you, this. are you part of the challenge? No, I haven't done that, but uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but I said I'm going to take over a Canada soccer, and I get to make all the sole decisions. Mm-hmm. And part of the uh, interview process, <laughs> I'm too old. <laughs> um, part of the interview process is uh, there's two tests. One is uh, you have to do Century Club, a hundred <laughs> shots of beer in a hundred minutes, or a hundred push-ups over a four-month period. So I didn't want to challenge people too too much, but mm-hmm. we're in this place where. It doesn't matter if uh, I'm a shit show going in because it's already a shit show at Canada Soccer. So if they hire me, once again, the expectations are low. Keep them low. Any little victory. Hey, if I pull off a good good meeting, everyone goes, that guy's not as big a dick as I thought he was going to be. So you win all the time. Just keep winning. And that's like the Richard Simmons. I found this headband crumpled up in the corner of my room. And uh, I put it on. So there, there's all the thought I put into it. Am Can I wrong here, guys? It, it kind of works, doesn't it? It does kind of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we go back to your two criteria? Did you yeah. say? Did you say a hundred push-ups over four months? <laughs> 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 I'm 
mean, the bar is pretty low, as you said. Amy. It's a moving dumpster fire. But I mean, yeah. come on, set some goals for yourself. No, no, no. Like you the goal. every two days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, two, it's every. It's just a, like eccentric phase today. <laughs> the next day, concentric phase. <laughs> I don't, just the down I don't phase. know what that means. <laughs> the down phase. Oh, okay. Every day is a down phase with Wonger at the helm. I go. just want people to understand that. Hey, Dubs, what's up with the, they're not called good old push-ups, but the push-ups from your knees. We call those junior push-ups in my house. Junior push-ups, yeah. We don't call them girly ones. We call them junior. Okay, good. Okay, that's better. Just, yeah. I, I know people yeah. who've been working out for, for months and months and months and months, and they're still doing those push-ups. Yeah, but you, you know why, though? Where... They're, they're not helpful. They're not, they're not at, helpful all? at all? Cool, right? No. So talking about the, the down phase. So in, in a push-up, you want to work your muscles and challenge them in the full push-up position. So you think about a plank, that's what you want to assume at the top. Like you're moving everything that's facing the ground away from the ground, tightening your butt, squeezing your core, and then lower down slowly and controlled, hit the ground, push back, and then start again. And then that's how you build strength instead of kind of dumbing it down in a silly way. And they're often called, like you said, girl push-ups, which is stupid. Um, they're modified, but they're not helpful. Right. So you're better off not doing it at all? No, you you do it, but you do like the, the down phase, you get stronger. Same thing with, with like a pull-up. Pull-ups are really tough for a lot of people. Mm. So use a box, jump up to the bar, do the old flexed arm hang, work at the top, which is usually the most challenging position, whether you're supinated or pronated with your hands, and then just do a controlled down phase. Mm -hmm. And then you'll get stronger and stronger over time. And then you can add sort of the up phase. And pull-ups use your back more than anything, right? Focus on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People use their arms too much in pull-ups. Yes. Usually guys, because they think, oh, I hate pull-ups. I'm terrible yeah. at them. Awful things. Yeah, they're That's really interesting. Hard. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. The down smiling. Phase. Jimmy's been thinking about something since this conversation. I know what's happening, Jimmy. Yes. Waiting to unload. Because I'm here. laughing at Charms because he's such a dick and he's acting like he's so interested in this. <laughs> I know. I was I waiting for it. I know. I, I was am. waiting for it as well. I am interested in it. He's like, oh right, oh yeah. Oh, no, I am interested in it. In it. The arms, not the back. Honestly, shut up. <laughs> I genuinely am interested in this kind of stuff, and Dubs is an expert, so yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. It's just because my hat says expert. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so when I hear the, the term down phase, I just think this is kind of the down phase of our lives. <laughs> I hope that soap opera wouldn't have been a, as popular, right? <laughs> the down, the phase. down phase of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> just sad and depressing. Yeah. Striving for something that never comes. Like sands through the hourglass. These are the down phase of our lives. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Just images of people struggling to do push-ups. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Craig's on vacation still. So mm -hmm. it's just Dubs, Jimmy, Wonger, myself, Shams. JC is going to join us or is he traveling he's, around? He's traveling. Yeah. He, mm -hmm. he came down to Toronto to support his mom who was uh, doing a an event where she either sang or read poetry. So mm -hmm. I think she was She's doing beat talented. poetry. Yeah. Patty Cole. Yep. I think, so I think cool. we know where he gets it from now. Yes. Snaps for Patty. Yeah. Oh, there you go. What is that thing? <laughs> That's, uh, instead of applauding at beat poetry, you, yeah. you snap. How fucking annoying is that? That's <laughs> pretty, pretty fucking stupid. Charms. 
Get even going it. to beat Pochi must be annoying, but then to hear that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but you get to wear a beret. Oh, oh. I always liked a beret. Oh, so you're you a regular you? beret. Yeah. yeah did you really thing. rock a beret at some point? I did. I rocked a red one for fun, but I never oh, knew how God. to put it on. I never yeah. knew how to put it on. I wore it like three times because someone <laughs> left it at my house and you put it on. <laughs> you go out. I'm going to need to see a photo. Uh, well, there's no photographic evidence of my life <laughs> until I was That's like. That's the best part of our generation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. So happy about that. I wore God. a beret for years in the Boy Scouts. What's that? I'm sorry, I wore a for years in the Boy Scouts. You were in the Boy Scouts? Yeah, I was in the Boy Scouts. And yep, they took a lot of pictures? Are you sure you shouldn't be reporting this I've to the police? Pictures. Nothing happened you, to me. Were you by yourself in the cabin? <laughs> I was with my troop. Yeah. <laughs> and they're some of the best days of my lives. How did, go. It's how my life. There you go again. Tent? How did he yeah. well he Sharp a says he's fishing with a bunch of 14 year old boys, let me tell yeah. you. Sharp says Even when, when we, we, are, we are camping. I know. Yeah. He was with his troop. He doesn't he doesn't tell you that his uh, scoutmaster was Steve Troop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my dance troop actually. Oh, we did my sisters and I, we did 4-H and Girl Guides. So I'm the right. pot collie kettle so Yeah. Yeah. Four H was the farming thing, right? It's agriculture. I mean, kind of. It was the four aging, like foraging. Four H. It's four H. It was an American thing. Yeah. It was hunting and gathering for children. Yes. Foraging. No. No. Who's hunting and gathering the children? That's disgusting. What the hell? Steve Troop. Let's move on. You know what's bad is there's some guy out there named Steve Troop who's getting bashed now. I know. Who is our camp leader? I'll tell you what, going back to beat poetry, I guarantee you, if you go to see beat poetry, you also do modified push ups. 100%. If like there'd be a Venn diagram. Yeah, crossovers. Rhonda Brownlee. Rhonda Brownlee. Let's see how Steve Troop. All right. Well, back to the CSA. So far, let's start with the CSA. I know. All joking aside, I mean, I know Twitter loves to take things just too far right and, and it's a great excuse to hammer the csa but we have no idea the situation behind uh, alison walker um leaving the day that she was to start the job as general secretary so she, she walks away for personal reasons and i think you have to respect that we don't know more than that it could simply be that you, you hope everything's okay obviously but it does throw the csa once again into a bit of a world of chaos as they have to renew their search once again and, and the clock's ticking right it just announced uh, Morabiello as the coach for the Trinidad game. That's massive. Not a full-time coach just yet. There's so much to deal with right now. And, and this search, I guess it doesn't begin again, Jimmy, because they, they had, I'm assuming, finalists for the position. They just go back into that well, don't they, and, and pick out the next best person, I guess. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> whatever's whatever's left because obviously Allison was number one, so she's gone. I think Divas was probably up there, and he was probably one of the final contenders, and he's gone. So really, who you're going to get it is, could be the fifth or sixth best, which would be a great stadium chant, wouldn't it? Or the second best. <laughs> you were number, number seven. You were number, number seven. 
<laughs> That's the problem though, right? And this would be an easy target at first. But uh, come on, I'm sure there are, there are some very good candidates here, Dubs, for that position. It's a big position. And, and But so I wouldn't think the process should take that long at this point then, right? Because these people have been to numerous interviews at this point. They made their call and it doesn't mean you're not qualified for the job. Simple as that, right? So I, I can't see this dragging on too long, I, I would hope. Yeah, but at, at the same time, and I agree with you about, you know, personal reasons, you give her some space, you don't delve into that too much. But it, but it is another red flag if you're one of those potential candidates. You think, is there more to this than than they're saying? Um, and you would also think that if if you're a prime candidate for, for this type of job, that maybe you had a number of things lined up. You're not holding your breath and hoping mm -hmm. that the person who's been named in the position is is going to forgo it for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, I think, um, I don't know if, if Jimmy, you alluded to it, but I, I just think that all of a sudden the, the, the pot or the, the, the pool of people from which you're going to choose that you would like to, if you had your druthers to put somebody in a position who's well suited to the job, who's going to take this organization to a place, um, where it needs to be and, uh, and, and start setting up the, you know, the new, newly appointed coach and, and really have a strategic vision for the future in all the different realms. Um, I think you're probably, you're not only running out of time, but you're probably running out of well-suited candidates. Wasn't Disagree? That, wasn't that, <laughs> I thought, no, was I Jimmy not listening? <laughs> no, I agree. Oh, okay. I agree. She's right. She's right in what she's saying. Well, uh, the biggest thing for I'm just thinking because about job interviews, for, though. Yeah, because like, you, you think if you get to that final stage or your final interviews, um, obviously you're very good at what you do, mm -hmm. and you are not going to be without a job for very long. So a lot of those candidates have probably already picked up other jobs elsewhere. Or oh, they're in a job already, and they're still oh, they're wanting a job. Or they're in a job. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. It could go both ways, right? But uh, yeah, I mean. It's just the poor, I mean, say the poor CSA, a lot of this is they've created themselves. We know that. But uh, they don't get many breaks, do they? No. <laughs> they finally find the person. They think, yeah. I mean, she her resume was was superb. It was outstanding, mm -hmm. right? No one said that's a bad hire. It's like, wow, that's a good get. And then that for that to fall through when it fell through, it's like, for fuck's sakes, what more can we do here, right? Yeah. So. You have to wonder too, like her, her background, um, you know, played soccer at McGill. So, you know, there is some, some knowledge of the game there. I think that she probably would have surrounded herself with, with, with people who are her experts in, 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 in football um, to, to help her with, with the hire, but she comes from the more commercial marketing side. Um, and so you wonder, is that because she was the best candidate and then that just happened to be her area of expertise, or is that something that the, that CSA or Canada Soccer was was targeting. They saw mm -hmm. that as the solution for the long term. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, who, whoever comes to the fore. Or we we will we probably won't hear about other candidates. We'll just hear about you know the next person who's named in the role, um, just to see if if that aligns or if they go a completely different direction because the person who's best suited has a different area of expertise. Um, but but I think to go up, back to my original point, I think that you're you're really probably narrowing your your pool now of of potential people who could fill that role. I mean, if there was any criticism of of the initial hire, is well, yeah, she played soccer at McGill, but wasn't really a football person per se. Didn't have those contacts necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, and the ideal candidate would have a deep 
big Rolodex full of football contacts, as well as being, you know, very much well-versed and, and connected in the commercial side of things. Maybe that mm. person's still out there. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it'll be As a physical Rolodex, like Jimmy. So then Literally. we're talking about like a different demographic where you have to be, are we talking over 60 or do they ride public transport for free? Like Wonger is almost nearing that threshold. You know, uh, like, Rexall. Yeah. I can get I can get the silver package with Rexall now. I can get a discount. <laughs> the silver package. What the hell is well, that? you should see what I've got going on down there. Wasn't that wasn't that a C3? <laughs> wasn't that C three PO? Silver package. Yeah, C three PO was gold, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, maybe he was. Yeah, Wasn't that how annoying C-3PO? is C-3PO? Oh, he's fucking... I love Star Wars, and he's oh. the worst. Beat Shut poetry. Up, he's, at, he's at a beat poetry freaking gathering, isn't he? In some smoky basement somewhere. He's trying sure. to snap. Modified. Yeah. He couldn't even <laughs> do modified push His arms don't, don't bend at a 90. <laughs> Honestly, like, R2 is the best. R2 is one of the best characters in Star Wars. And, uh, and C-3PO is just the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. Is C-3PO, was he in all the Star Wars? Because I haven't watched Star Wars since the uh, the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Darth Vader, I think, is uh, created created uh, C three PO. So he he's did? around. Yeah, he was like his one. father as well. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess he was. <laughs> no, baby, he got around, like, eh? Little uh-huh. Anakin built C three PO. Is that Anakin? Little Anakin? Was that it? Darth. Yeah, Darth Vader. Anakin, Anakin was Darth, Darth, was he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. my god. I haven't watched anything. Honestly, my last Star Wars was my last Star Wars movie was Return of the Jedi. I told you, yeah, and I didn't some big Wookiee birth Han Solo in that one. Forget now, it's disgusting. I don't. Yeah, yeah, he did right. Chewie gave birth to Han Solo. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think this will happen. Yeah, and then and then Chewie (laughs) married Carrie Fisher. Okay, that's right. Mm, Carrie Fresh. She's but dead, I, right? I, I going back, going, yeah. going, yeah. And her mom, and her mom, Debbie Reynolds. Really sad. And I'm smiling. I don't know why I'm smiling, but it was really sad. Um, <laughs> isn't this a microcosm for Canada soccer, though? They find to, to, yeah, to Carrie Fisher. Um, that they do this search going back to, I would argue they have to almost go back to the beginning. Um, because what back to the red flags if you might have said yes to this and you're like candidate two or three so what amy was saying about the red flags i'd be concerned about okay it's personal reasons but before i accept this position i want to do a little bit of a deep dive of what i'm getting into first like show me show me your issues show me your books like i would like to know every see at least some uh, background and resources um, on Excel spreadsheets, basically. Well, I'm sure saying, she did. I, mean, I don't think that's the reason. No, I'm, I'm talking about the new people who, who who would mm-hmm. go, oh, right. this person. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this turns this job into something that I joke about and say, oh, I, I do it. But even <laughs> I'd sit there and go, if someone offered me a sports management position, executive C, like it's a C-level position. I'd have my second thoughts about this position because everybody who's been through it over the last, whether they were good or bad, and we can argue about their effectiveness, they've all failed. Does that, you know, like everyone's failing in this position. And that is more of the story for me where I'm like, everybody who's been in place or chosen to be in place has had kind of a bad run of it. And uh, well, you know, isn't that, even if you're, they've hit, 
you know, the rock bottom, only one way to go now, isn't it? Like a bit like Sir Jim Ratcliffe <laughs> taking over football operations at Manchester United. Like, well, shit, I can't do worse than that. Yeah, up phase. No. You've done the down phase. Up. Now it's time for the up phase. Yeah. Only way yeah. is up now. Yeah. yeah. No, but go, just to finish up on on Canada soccer, I think the the scrutiny and the like everyone will be looking at Canada soccer and what direction they go in. Going back to Earl Cochran when he was hired, and and you know, no, I don't want to throw Earl under the bus, but you know, it was like following a worldwide search, we're going to hire the guy three doors down in the hallway who already works for us. And so it just seems like there's been a lack of ambition in terms of their vision, in terms of their hires. So I think whoever is 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 brought on um, to to fill this role, yes, they have to be the right candidate, no matter the realm of ex- area or realm of expertise. But I think now, like it's the microscope and the, all the scrutiny will be on Canada Soccer to say, have they done their due diligence? Yes, maybe with a reduced pool of candidates. But like they need to be ambitious in terms of who they're seeking out um, for this role for once, because I think it's just been settling over the course of decades. So now it's time to like really go out and grab somebody who's going to be the right person for the job who might ruffle feathers, but has a clear direction in terms of of what they want to do um, in, in that role. If it is Wonger, can, can you mm. please wear the, the headband at the first press conference you you hold uh, every press conference every press conference yes <laughs> while i do while i do a shot of beer a minute yeah for, for and do one, one push-up <laughs> and one push-up per month <laughs> some of those negotiations though with the players you, you would think that maybe they were drunk when they were talking to them right would make a lot of sense wouldn't it you could blame it on the booze certainly what the players were asking for they must have been fucking drunk <laughs> right so hey We'll find out about this new person. Hey, JC's joined us. He's not actually in the room just yet. He's in the, oh, there he is. Happy birthday. Is your mom's birthday, JC? We're just talking about your mom. Really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's concerned. Most she things, had her obviously. show. But she had a show last night. She is, that blood, is that blood on the pillows? What is that? Yeah, it's weird. My, my, <laughs> my mom gave us her room. Uh, so she she's very violent. <laughs> your voice. You are so hung right now, aren't you? Slightly. <laughs> I have to voice uh, Timber Titans today. So congratulations, congratulations by the way. Yeah, that's everyone amazing. doesn't know. Yeah, almost like Ron Burgundy. Tell us about I, Timber Titans for a I'm second. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Timber Titans is a program which will be filled or shown on uh, Discovery Channel in Canada and Weather Channel in America, and it starts February fifth. It's a show about timber titans in the forest taking down old trees that are worth money, but also conservation and helicopters. Ooh, baby. That you sound like you, you wear a sex panther. I am a, I'm, I am yeah. a sex panther. What is a sex Look at this hair. This is sex panther. What is panther. sex panther? Watch Acreman. Come yeah. on, man. Okay. Sorry, it's been a long time, too. I think I watched Return of the Jedi since I watched uh, <laughs> Um, that's a great, great pipe, so JC. So good bash last night. My mom is so bloody talented, like so good. So she was performing at the Transact Club in Toronto, and she did poetry with mixed with her music, and like just blew everybody else away. It was just, it was just sad to watch anyone else because she was just so <sighs> damn good. But it wasn't beat poetry, right? Please tell me it wasn't beat poetry. It was beat Nick poetry, maybe. No, it's funny. I actually, yeah, I actually said that to my mom's friend last night. That that's 
Vita, who listens to the show, by the way, I said, you guys are a bunch of beatniks. She's like, we're not beatniks, we're hippies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a big thing. She's like, no, beatniks are the worst. They do this. They don't smile. They don't laugh. I'm like, fair right. Hippies laugh a lot, right? Because they're Hippies do, because they're high stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, happy birthday to my mom. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Patty. Patty Absolutely. You, you, you've done a fine job raising your son. I don't know about that. That'd be you, JC. That'd be you. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on from uh, CSA issues. Uh, lots of Canadian news this week. Eh? Jonathan Osorio, our boy, Ozo, named the, I think, the seventh captain in TFC history, third Canadian. Can you name the previous two Canadians to Captain TFC? Wonger? Dubs? Uh, I, I would say this guy. This, nope, this, not me. This this guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Jimmy? Jimmy Brennan. Yep, that'd be James, one. James Gopher Brennan. Uh, mm-hmm. Who would be the other Canadian? Oh, that's a it's good one. It's very obvious. It's very obvious. Is it? Amy Walsh. Nope, help, help, help my brain. Come on. I don't know. Uh, I don't okay, know shake and bake. How about that? Oh, That's God. Um, uh, he, he looks so good. He, he tastes so good. He should be chocolate. Um, played for Dallas, too. Oh, God, why am I blanking on his name? His son nope. plays in the CPL. Nope. <laughs> no? Incorrect. Oh. Yeah, but his son does play in the CPL. You're right. Yeah. He's only like one of the biggest names in the history of Canadian soccer. So. D- D-Row? D-Row? Yeah, D-Row. Yeah. Of course he was. Played for Houston. Sorry, I said played yeah. for Dallas, right? Houston. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ozo taking the armband in what will be a test of anyone's leadership, I suspect, in this, this opening season. The window opens next week, I think, the 31st transfer window. Uh, progress is slow because they're going to move players out before they move players in because of cap restraints, which isn't always that easy. But to the captaincy, Jimmy, you were captain. You're the first captain in TFC history. Any advice you give to, to Ozo as, as he takes the armband full-time in this footballing market of ours in Toronto? No, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that Ozo is the guy that's leading the club now. Local guy, loves it. You know, plays with his heart in his sleeve and you need someone that's going to lead by example. And he's got an awful lot of experience, played a hell of a lot of games for the club, won championship with the club. And for him now to to wear the armband, he's just got to be himself and, and be a leader in the dressing room and get, the, get that dressing room on the right track. Because they've had so many issues over the last couple of years and, um, you know, he's got to, uh, he's got to get, get control of it now. But I hope he... It, you don't want him to change. You don't want him to change his game. You don't want him to change as an individual. And sometimes, you know, players get the armband, they go the opposite way. Um, he's got to be himself um, and and control the control the dressing room. But I think he will. I don't think also will let it get to his head because he's simply he's older now. He's more experienced. So I think he's the right candidate. And I'm glad to see him wearing it. What was it like for you, Jimmy, when you were named captain? You'd been captain at other yeah. clubs, right? But was it different coming home and being captain? Did you put more pressure on yourself? Um, no, I didn't put more pressure on myself. Um, I don't think it, it changed me. I think players knew the type of guy that I was. You know, when things weren't going well, I'd be the first one to say something. But then when things were going good, then I'd be the first one to, to give praise to, to the players. Um, and for me, I was just, you know, you, you tried to lead by example because it was we had a lot of guys as well that have never been in a, a professional environment. 
So every training session, you had to make sure that you, you put a shift in every match. You had to put a shift in to show exactly how it worked, you know, after, after the match, making sure that you, you looked after yourself, you know, the cold tubs and getting your massages and hanging around after training to do a little bit extra. Um, so that was part of my role was just to, to help the younger guys as well. Like, look, this is what it means to be a professional. This is how you have to look after yourself. This is how you have to train. This is how you have to play. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was more, more that of a, of a mentorship at, at times for the younger players. Yeah. I mean, listen, we understand there's a lot of work involved being captain, but yeah. with that comes some pretty cool parts of the job as well. Right. I mean, you, did you enjoy overall being captain and being like, you were the face basically yeah. of that, that initial few years? Yeah. I, I didn't mind it. I mean, because you know, if things weren't going well, I'd be, I'd be the first one to stick up for the players or I'd be the first one to go into the media. And I never, I never shied away from any situation. Um, and also it's got to be the exact same. He's got to be the, the, the leader that gets out there and, and puts his face in the public and deals with, with tough questions. And, but at the same time, protecting his, his teammates. And then also you've got to have that, that very good relationship. And I know John and, and also got a good, good bond. They've got a good relationship and that that's important as well because you know, when you're in that dressing room, um, you know, the players are a little bit tired, a little bit fatigued. you got to be the guy that goes into the manager's office and sits down with them and just says, look, you know, I know you wanted to do this for, for training today, but the guys are the guys are fucked today. You know, so you got to make it a little bit easier. Or um, sometimes there's players in the dressing room as well that, that are injured, that have knocks, uh, that don't want to tell anybody, right, because they don't want to lose their position. And you've got to be the guy that says, hey, listen, you know, Wong, Wonger's, got a, Wonger's injured. You know, he's not going to tell you, but you've got to look after him today in training sort of thing. You know, so there's, you've got to have that relationship and that close bond with, with the manager. Uh, and you're the, you're the voice of the dressing room. Nowadays, Dubzo, so many times you see a captain being named because he's the big name. He's the big guy making the big money. Um, it's more of a branding exercise. So on this regard, do you think it's an indictment on Lorenzo Insigne? Or is it an acceptance that perhaps he won't be here for long? I feel like this is my answer in a lot of questions you pose me on this pod, but I think it's both. Um, but I think more than anything, it's an endorsement of, of Ozo mm -hmm. and his leadership and the type of player he is, the fact that he's the only remaining player from that treble winning team and that they really need to, like John's talking about preaching patience in terms of the roster development and, and the team and the collective. But what to Jimmy's point about how having the armband you maybe see it as an elevation of, of your leadership qualities, that leader by example, but you, it, it can't change you. So he's going to have to be patient in, in instituting that, you know, that, that clean slate and the changing in the mentality and building that winning mindset that obviously John has been talking about in preseason, but from a captain as well. This is a team that finished dead last. They've only made the playoffs twice since they won in 2017. Like it's pretty bleak. So it's going to have to be baby steps. So if you want to turn it all around immediately, you're going to be disappointed and you're you're going to feel let down probably by yourself, but also by your teammates. So it's really important that you have measurable short-term goals in terms of how the group feels and how the group's performing and practicing um, and in terms of the effort um, and obviously the performance, but sometimes the results won't 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Won't also come immediately. So he also has to be patient with himself and his teammates and also John to a certain degree. Yeah, I suppose the advantage to would have been the wrong guy. You know, if I'm John, I'd be looking at the senior being, I don't need to give you more pressure. You just go play your football. You don't worry about being the leader wearing the armband because you were a bag of shit last year and you got to perform this year. So it was the right decision. You can't give it to him just because he's making all that money and who he is. No, I, I agree. Just in modern yeah. sports, you do see that, right? You see that the, mm-hmm. yep. the, the truly isn't necessarily the guy with the armband or the C in his shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in, in Ozo's... Um, corner as well he's seen literally the, the the rock bottom and the highest of the high right he's he's seen the worst um toronto fc in history he's been involved in that and he's seen a championship winning team as well you can really draw on that experience that's important i would think because there's nothing he hasn't seen now in mls i would think that that would you know surprise him put it that way yeah <laughs> yes, <we're right. laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy and Amy, you were both captains, though. At one point, did did it ever get exhausting? And if it did, what was what was exhausting? Was there a a point, a story where you went, "Oh fuck, do I have to deal with this shit again?" Or was it always, "Hey, I know what's in, I know what my accountability responsibility is, and I'm going to take it head on, and I, it's okay." Are you talking about the podcast or about the... Yeah, that too. That's me and you, Sharp. Yeah. Oh, send your again. invoices. <laughs> send your fucking invoices. One yeah. about wanting money all the fucking time, and then he does send invoices. I think it's it's always more fun when you're winning, right? It's always an easy, easier job as, as a manager, as a player, as a captain, when you have a winning side. Um, but even if you're up against it in terms of the results, but the the atmosphere, the culture, the, that mentality of the team is it, you're doing things the right way and you have the right people, then that makes your job easier too. There's nothing worse as a captain when every day that you wake up, no matter what's going on in the pitch in terms of the results or the standings or where you sit in the table, is if you have to fucking deal with these energy vampires and these, these shitty negative people. And that that's I mean, a lot of people can relate to that, whether you're whether you're the captain of, of TFC or it's fucking 
you know, Judy at work, who's like, <laughs> just, at work. Just, just can't get on board, you know, with, uh, with the team and with the project, you know yeah, what but I mean? A, it's, Judy at work, it's do you exhausting. Yell, Judy at work, do you yell at in front of her family and make her cry? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you follow her home and you berate her and be like, Judy, that's not fucking good enough. <laughs> then you see where she's coming from in her home life and you understand why Judy's a little bit bitter and, and that's you know, right. she's, she's coming from a place. Yeah. Well, right. you, I feel you bad for Judy. Be, Maybe you should yeah. say empathy towards Judy, for Christ's sake, Stubbs. Well, this is another thing that you need as captain, is you need that empathy. And, tough love. And you need to be, yeah, tough love. Sometimes we have to be able to read the person in front of you, whether they're Lorenzo Insigne or like a young guy on the team. And, and how they need to be, the, you know, John will be doing that. But there's also those relationships that have to be built between Oso now wearing the armband. That will change the relationships a little bit, even with guys that he has existing ones with. So Even guys that are his that buddies or his friends. Should also should he follow Lorenzo home and <laughs> see what's going on? Are you just hide in his trunk. Yeah, he, just he's going to find uh, out Insigne is married to his... Judy from payroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You know what? Judy was my mom's name, and I have no idea why I just used that as such a negative. Freudian. Way. I think it's Freudian. <laughs> it could be. Name. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Ozo's got his list, his little clipboard and his list of things to do, you know, tickets, you know, welcome in the new guys, spy on Lorenzo and, and Bernadeschi, right? I would put that on my list. Absolutely. It's yeah, but there's an emotional, there's an emotional component that can be draining when you're the captain. I don't know if you wanted to speak to that, Jimmy, but sometimes um, the, that the increased demands on you in just terms of your your time and how you're dealing with players, your relationship with the coach, it's beyond that. And sometimes that can get can wear on you. Yeah, no, you're you're right. There is an awful lot. There's a lot of responsibility when you are the are the captain because really the the whole dressing room kind of relies on you for, uh, for a lot, for a lot of things. You know, you're, you've got that relationship where things aren't going well and you, sometimes you end up having private conversations with a couple of the players and, you know, if anything's needed for the dressing room or the players need extra stuff, then you're the guy that has to go and be the voice and try to get whatever they need. So there, there is an awful lot of stuff that goes on and it can be, can be a lot and time consuming as well. But aren't you also pulled in two directions there? Because on one hand, yeah, you're representing the players, right? And, and, you know, they have to have your ear and you have their ear. At the same time, the coach relies on you too. Not yeah. not to be, I mean, I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are moles and spires and captains that aren't trusted. I'm sure that happens. But the oh, perfect yeah. captain, how, how do you communicate to the coach something you know that's going on in the room that is very much something within the room that, that shouldn't be divulged elsewhere? You're walking a fine line there, aren't you? Well, you are, but I think that's the, it's the respect that the players have for you, right? And the trust that they have. Um, me personally, I could never have been that rat. Could never have been. That's, I just don't have that in my nature. Um, so if I was going to go talk to the, the coach, there was a few older guys, I'd be like, hey, listen, this is what I'm going to go say to the manager. And I would tell them what, what was going on, and I'd go speak to the manager. Um, but if there was things that were going on in the dressing room, that weren't right, I wouldn't go to the manager. I'd go deal with it myself in the dressing room and get everybody together and say, no, this, this shit's got to stop. I would deal with it that way. I wouldn't go to the manager and say, oh, we've got issues in the dressing room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why it's so important, Charms, to your question about, you know, the, the, the person who's making the, the most money or is the most high profile 
they, they can't necessarily get the armband, you know, because it's, it's just, it's just for, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just, just for show yeah, in a way. Right. And so I think, I don't know what, were you looking yeah. forward? Performing? Yeah, sure. Yes. Sure. Let's do that. Okay. Um, I think, um, John, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but he's talked about Berna and Insigne in that leadership group. I think he has to do that. We talked about that a couple pods ago. Um, but if those guys are going to undermine the message, they're going to undermine Oso in any regard or John, that is going to upset the apple cart and that might fuck things up. But you have the right guy wearing the armband who can set things right. Of course, they so have no... So they have, they have no history of undermining the captain, have they, at TFC, these guys? Never, no. never happened before. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I, but I think, like, I don't think John has a conversation with Insigne and says, listen, I'm going to go a different direction with the armband here. I don't mm. think he owes him that. He's brought, him, he's brought him into the fold, said, this is a certain amount of responsibility that I'm giving you as a guy that people, you know, publicly are going to be looking to, to see how your, what your body language like is like, how many goals, you know, your output, your contributions, all of that on the pitch, but he's also going to be scrutinized off the pitch. But more than anything in the locker room, he's going to be looked to as an example and he might fail, but John has not doubled down on that. He's invited him in a little bit, but then the, the true responsibility has been given to the right guy, in my opinion, in Ozo. I think you're right. I mean, he had no choice but to include those guys in that group. But I just speaking to John and and you know hearing his tone in the press conference and the little things he says, he read between the lines. I really think they're doing all they can to get rid of these guys. Mm -hmm. Really, but like you say, you have no choice because maybe you can't get rid of them, and you have to at that point empower them mm -hmm. somewhat, put them in a group, make them feel good about themselves, and hopefully you get something from them. But I just I just think there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes right now trying to get rid of these guys one if not if not both of them that's a tough place to be that club this preseason has got to be fascinating i think inside that room right now because no one knows what this score will look like by the time the season kicks off uh at the end of february no one will have a clue could be very let's hope it looks different because right now it looks pretty similar to last year's team and that wasn't very good what a mess um okay staying on the captain theme Dubs, I'm not sure whether you were kind of whether it was on the podcast or after you recorded, but you kind of were insinuating this this might happen. Jesse Fleming, oh, yeah. <clears throat> who presumably will be the next captain of Canada, she hasn't been mm -hmm. officially named, but she will be, uh, has left Chelsea, joining the former Canadian captain Christian Sinclair in Portland. That's some coup for the Thorns. Yeah, it's Is huge. That Jeffrey. <laughs> That's the biggest thing that came out of this. Her nickname is Jeffrey. <laughs> Dubs. I love that. But why? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this is long past my kind of tenure and, and time with the team. So I'm sure there's a great story behind it. But she's affectionately known as Jeffrey. That's a great nickname. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And she's also reunited with her bestie in Janine Becky. So, you know, you have to, the, the motivation there, I think that the, I don't think there's going to be a mass exodus out of Chelsea. Like they're, they're world beaters. They're setting standards in terms of what they're providing to players, Champions League consistently, winning leagues, winning trophies. They're always going to pull players in. Um, but I think Emma Hayes leaving, you know, and players who have contracts up. I mean, Jesse had a contract through 2025, if I'm not mistaken. 
I think it might lead a couple of players to say, you know, Emma was very much the reason why I chose to be here and now she's not going to be here. And so maybe I'm going to look elsewhere. But I think the motivation for Jesse, yes, she won't be playing Champions League, but she wasn't getting consistent starting minutes. I think she only started four games so far this season. She was getting minutes as a substitute and you could tell that she was valued by Emma. But I mean, there's lots of competition in that squad. So you have to have that balance of I'm going to have a really high high level competitive training environment, but I also need to be getting those meaningful minutes, especially in a year here that's ramping up towards Paris 2024. So she gets to play with with Sink, uh, who just re-upped one one last year, presumably with with Thorns. Janine's coming off that ACL injury. Um, and she will be, you know, that team will be essentially be built around her. Um, so, you know, she will be somebody who is looked to as 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 a key cog in that machine in Portland. I wonder if the uh, the rumor that Wayne Rooney is replacing Emma Hayes at Chelsea will will convince some players to leave. <laughs> What's so funny about that, Dubs? You didn't hear what? That no. No, me neither. It didn't. It was not rumor. I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be was great, it, though, was it? it that? Cool. I, 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 okay, guys, I'm I'm confused though. On she has a contract with Chelsea. I didn't hear about a buyout or anything like that. Like, can you just walk away from this shit? I don't understand. Usually six months prior to your contract being up, you're free to have discussions with uh-huh. with other clubs. So maybe 2025, maybe there was that was an option year. Mm. And so there's no discussion with Chelsea saying, are you going to offer me something different? Or is it, you know, or is it I'm I'm leaving and I'm done and it's that easy with that contract? I don't. I'm confused. I thought you can, you can talk about that, but like she was like beloved at Chelsea by her. No, no, I understand by the the fans. So I'm sure there were discussions about, about her future and and moving on once maybe that offer was, was tabled by, by Portland. I'm guessing that they probably, um, you know, spurred things on or like they approached Jesse versus the other way around, but who knows? Right. Maybe she floated it. Yeah. She could have, she could have walked into into the office as well and said, "Look, I want to I want to move. Mm. I want to go back home, closer to my family. So let's work on a deal." That happens sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. well actually, it was Laura Bryan who was part of Rise Higher on on Twitter, who was talking about these rumors, the fact that she was nowhere to be found. Um, on that, uh, like that roster for Sunday's game. So not as a starter, not on the substitute bench. She gave away all of her jerseys, I think the game before. So um, I think Karina for a long time, it had coveted Jesse as part of that roster. And so Laura, knowing all this was kind of like just kidding on, but she was, she was right. And then Laura did say in her tweet, um, talking about the, the rumors, which I think it was Tom Gary of the Telegraph who, who leaked it or who first talked about it. Um, she said, like, really, Jesse, whether she's at Chelsea or whether she's at Portland, she's a sort of equal distance away from London, Ontario, her home. <laughs> right. so she's not really any closer to home being out in Portland. Is that a leverage play from a player? Like, you want to leave your club, so you just give away all your gear? Yeah, maybe. And then say, sorry, I can't play this weekend. Why not? I gave my stuff away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a jersey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything's gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But yeah, good luck to uh, Jesse Fleming. It's good to see her in NWSL. Great coup for uh, the Thorns and in Sinky's last year, of course, which they're going to celebrate every game, apparently. 
with, with a huge, huge um, event and festival around every game of the season to say farewell. Again, I'm making that up. But a bitter, bitter man. Very good. You know I'm not bitter at all. You are. She's a legend there as well, right? Yes, yeah, she is. And did you guys see the like all the stuff that came out on on social media? Like when she was re-upping, first it was a picture of a goat, and then everyone knew that it was it was Sink that was going to be re-signing. But then like the images in the video that came out, it was like all of these goats going rogue and like nibbling on her kit and like Stinky's face, just kind of the the straight faced emoticon, being like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> like they probably just got her to show up, saying, "Okay, we're going to take." some pictures and this is going to be what we're going to pump out on social media, not telling or not divulging exactly what she was getting into because I don't think she would have been on board. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't send out a tweet of like boots hanging over a, um, where was it hanging over a goalpost, right? Yeah. The day before or two days before that, like, what, what's going on here? Yeah. Not comfortable in that role. I don't think, but anyway, one more year to enjoy Sinky before she, uh, she joins project eight and uh, a team. And probably plays a year there, do you think, Dubs? Probably. I think she was asked this yeah. following the game at BC Place, and she said no. She didn't envision herself playing, but that she'd be involved in some capacity. She plays half decent this year. Mm-hmm. She could play in, in an upstart Canadian league for a year. For sure she could. And just think about from a marketing standpoint and exposure, it would be so good for the league. She's playing Yeah, of course sure. it would. Yeah, what is she, it? What do they call it in hockey? Net hanging. That's all she has to do is net hang, right? <laughs> goal poach. Is that what it's called? Goal poaching. Yeah, basically, right. right. That'd be the equivalent, wouldn't it? Net hanging, goal poaching. Yeah, I hated net hangers in uh, in cherry shinny. pickers. Cherry, cherry pickers, pickers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's for hockey, though, isn't it? I think cherry picking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Like a> cherry. <laughs> mm. Enough about breaks. Um. Oh, well, do you see this? So, so Al Nasser, or they're in their their winter break in Saudi Arabia. Al Nasser go to China for two or three games, of course, to to promote their brand. Ronaldo's done his cough, so they're actually postponing the games, the matches, because he can't play. Jeez, doesn't that say everything about this contrived nonsense? For Christ's sakes, you want credibility? Sorry, uh, oh, big player can't play, so we're not playing the games. We'll play them some other time. Like piss off. But it's not it's not an Al Nasser tour. It's a Ronaldo yeah, right. tour for Al Nasser to do their sports washing and continue their marketing, which will happen. Everyone will grab a Ronaldo Al Nasser shirt or kit or jersey. I mean, it, 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 it it's obvious, and people this is what they want. So, I mean, I'm I, it's I, I when they show up, they're gonna get you know they're gonna get Ronaldo signing autographs, taking pictures. He really doesn't even have to play, to be honest. He could like he could just go on this tour. They're kind of silly that lines. way. He yeah. Could he could just he could just be there uh doing ab ab workout. <laughs> People would love it. Yeah. Well they're playing uh Miami, right? They're supposed to be playing Miami in Riyadh uh pretty soon as well. And the Messi V Ronaldo they're being sold out, you know, they're, they're like right. again, go away, go away. It's not the same. It's just not the same anymore. Ronaldo thinks it's the same. Of course he does. <laughs> he thinks the Saudi league is better than Ligue 1 in France. That's because he's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> care. Why do I care? Why do I care? No, but you're right. It's not usually as overt as that. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You usually try to conceal it a little bit and be like, no, no, it's not just all about the stars as a vehicle for them. But no, actually, it is. And we're, we're saying as much because yeah, we're, we're saying all his teammates, you're healthy. all shit. No one gives a fuck about you. No, mm-hmm. no one's here to see you, which is true. They're not. Yeah, but, but his uh, teammates will know that. Yeah. They will know more. I suppose mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yep. You're shoveling up Ronaldo's shit, basically. You're in the stables with a big shovel. That's your job. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think do you think the pendulum has started to to swing? Like they were talking about the January transfer window being a bit quieter, and that's maybe because you know the the Saudi leagues were really aggressive during the summer, um, and then maybe there's just less interest, and you're seeing a guy like Karim Benzema also just kind of fuck off, not not show up on time for his club, and he might be on his way out, and then Henderson. Rumored to be signing with Ajax. No, um, he has signed. He's, he's there. He has signed. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you know, maybe so maybe it's coming back the way. You know that. Oh yeah, they're realizing it's really hot there. That's one of the <laughs> complaints. How hot it was. Fuck me. These idiots. Yep. It's as if no one told them, right? It might be different to the Premier League. It might be different to uh, La Liga. And now they're all surprised by the culture shift and then their wives aren't necessarily very happy living. They actually live in Bahrain, a lot of these guys, right? And they just uh, cross over like an hour and a half to get to the practice. But they would also be living in expat kind of compounds, right? And oh, I'm sure it's lovely. Yeah. yeah, except it's lovely, but you're also in a silo. It's not like yeah. you, you know, you you live in a building. The grocery store is in the, it's, if it's for Westerners, the grocery store is in the, ba- like in the building, you stay on this compound. It's a mini city. Um, and I would think that it would get much more, uh, I think, just boring for the spouses, for the support systems, all of that. It would it would end up being, it'd be great to go on a trip, but to make that your life would be very mm-hmm. difficult. Maybe that's why Henderson yeah. uh, left, because he, he found it very difficult to affect change in the LGBTQ plus society in Saudi Arabia, living in Bahrain in a compound. Maybe that's why. Hey, Jordan? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> and then due to, to British tax rules, comes back with no money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Congratulations. You changed living the world in, a, in six months and you made no cash. He's living in a flat right now in Eindhoven. A one-bedroom flat because he's got no money left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. What a joke. Anyway, um, oh, I saw this quickly also. Inter Miami in their preseason. They're playing games already in their preseason because they got messy. But they haven't scored in two games. They played in the Cotton Bowl, which is massive, right? Yeah, in Texas. And, yeah, and, and like no one was there to watch. I don't think and, there's a sign of things to come. I think they're going to sell tickets this year, but it's it's a little bit amusing. And didn't they play a national team? Like, weren't they playing somebody Yeah, they else? played um, Uruguay or El Salvador or someone. El Sal- oh, okay, Nicaragua or something like that. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> Sorry. Somewhere in South America. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it was either Central Ecuador. or South America. Yeah. I forget. We'll have to look it up. I think it was. If someone wants to look it up for us. Yeah. Wonga, any... I do. I've got some... There was a couple. that I mean, obviously, I'm going to pull out one from our Twitter. And it was good because it was our a friend, a new friend named Corey. Um. And give me two secs here while you guys hey, fill for me. Does uh, anyone know a Corey? I don't know any Corys. I know one Corey's a cameraman. No, there's a Corey Brady who who uh, we, we go back and forth. So I've said oh, he to was him, on our pen thread yesterday with Nesker. Yes, and so I, I thought of Corey Brady. I, he he goes, uh, you know, I for one think 
We should use the Century Club much more in lieu of job interviews. Can't drink 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes? Sorry, you're not qualified to teach high school. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was a really good one. And then um, we have a couple of reviews, which always makes oh. me smile. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Is this like, oh, oh is that, oh? Yeah. So this one's a, this was a, this is a great one from IZ401 from Apple Pods. Happy New Year, five stars. Can't think of a better way to start the new year other than listening to a new Footy Prime podcast and a few F-bombs dropped by Amy. It's almost like Foritz is the clean one here. (laughs) (laughs) He's become the clean one, isn't he? Yeah, I like that one. And then uh, there was another one that it's always strange when people write these things, but it's a good one. 100% would recommend five stars. This is from (laughs) M.W. Ronald. The old English cheddar appetizer was smooth, but for some reason tasted like pastry. I didn't mind it. The half Irish, half Scottish too was perhaps a bit bitter, but it's sweetened by maple syrup and it pairs well with a Guinness. The forest of greens was for some reason delayed and arrived 30 seconds after every, everything else, but was worth the wait. Wasn't sure how I would like the vegan edition, but, the really, but they really brought the flavor to what otherwise could have been a dull spread. Spread. Tying the whole thing together with a fortune cookie was a bold move, but also perfect. Only recommendation would be to bring back Mike Tyson. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so am I the old cheddar? You are. Yeah. I like old cheddar. I do too. Sharp. Yeah. Sharp. Like That's your great. wit. But listen, yes. everyone please like review and give us five stars and tell us what you think. And maybe we'll read them out. But it does help us. And algorithms and shit, right? It does help yeah. boost yeah. us. And subscribe and, and follow. Up. All those things we have. Big plans coming up. Big plans. This show. Yeah. And uh, looks like he's yeah. grabbing boobies. <laughs> I was going to say. This is why it should be a video podcast one. This is why. <laughs> it yes. will be. But yeah, we've got some stuff coming up anyway in the very near future. We keep saying that, don't we? But we actually do. We actually do. And we'll get to it. Uh, anything else you guys want to get to before we uh, say farewell? Yes, I had something. Ooh. I'm just seeing so many articles about, about Ivan and Tony, our, our best pal. And I just think to go back to it, I loved it so much because it was just pure shithousery um, and gamesmanship. And, you know, Wiley and Cunning and all those adjectives and the superlatives that we threw out last pod. But it's just something that's been la- severely lacking in today's game with VAR. You can't get away with that shit anymore because everything is filmed and scrutinized, well, right? You can, though. You can get but, away with it. Yes, but you can. So I think that's why it was such a talking point. Is like, how how dare he? How can he get away with this? But then also, I think equal measures of delight. And this is still like this still exists in our game. And so as much as they're like, oh, he's a cheat and he's this and he's that. No, do it. Take advantage. If you can still sort of push boundaries in the game, go for it. And sorry, Nottingham Forest, but I loved it. <laughs> you know, Dubs, I'm actually writing a column myself, another column about it this week in the star. Because I agree with you. I think that there's so there's fewer and fewer characters in the game in professional sport because there's so much at stake. And they're so careful to protect their brand. Ivan Tony is the outlier. He's got such swagger and personality. And yeah, he's polarizing, he's controversial. But whoever signs him to to a massive deal, probably this summer, Arsenal, Chelsea, whoever it's going to be, 
they're getting so much more than just a footballer. They've got a personality, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was brilliant as well. Yeah, it's contravening rules to a certain degree, but like Jimmy said last, everyone does it to a certain degree. Adding the foam to the whole little recipe there kind of really, <laughs> really added to it and helped it, right? But it was fantastic. We need more of that shit. We really do. When, when you guys played, there were characters in the game, right? Real characters. And uh, I don't know if they're allowed anymore. So when we do get one, we should celebrate him or her. Yeah, because VAR's taken away kind of the the gray area, the shadows, or it, you might argue that it's brought out more because you know the the subjectivity is still in the in the technology, and we kind of can't get out of our own way. But in terms of the characters, in terms of you know the the protagonists on teams, or like looking for somebody who's just slightly more offbeat, somebody that you can cling to, somebody that's not vanilla, like that is what he is. Offbeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually pretty good. What is your beat? Mm-hmm. My you, beat? You're, yeah, you you weren't off beat. Yeah, didn't mean to. Yeah, just uh, flicking my fingers. Mm-hmm. Very good. And yeah. the way that he operated on that free kick, it gave me a little bit of FOMO. <laughs> oh, did it? Yeah, you want to be back in that pitch? Foam. <laughs> no, the foam. That's that's terrible. No, I know. I know. I know yeah. you're there. Don't apologize for it. You I, gotta, like, you, I like. I like when he tries to explain it. Like we didn't get <laughs> it. We get it. Oh, always, always the best kind of jokes. <laughs> it's like it's like she's trying to land. As the she's joke. saying it, she's shaking her head. Sad. <laughs> I know. I shouldn't be saying this. But I can't control myself. <laughs> you got to own it. A true shithouser owns it. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Fucking come on, Judy. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Come on. <laughs> Judy from payroll. Uh, and all right. Shout out to Steve Troop. Yeah. Shout out to Steve Troop. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, TonyBet.ca. Get on there. And Sprinkle. Big game today. Liverpool against Fulham. Uh, Andy Robertson back on the bench for this one, Dubs. Mm-hmm. Has things. Robo. Yes. That's in the Carabao Cup. Chelsea, of course, smashed uh, Middlesbrough yesterday. 4-0 looked very impressive indeed to get to Wembley. And Poch really wants that final. So, yeah, make put, put some money on the Reds today. They're up one nothing. I think they're going to roll through this one. And uh, back this weekend, of course, the Prem. Fubo TV. FuboTV.com slash pretty prime. Is it back Is this it? weekend? The Prem? I think it's on Tuesday. I'm looking at the schedule. What are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm looking at the schedule. And it says the next Prem games are Tuesday. This game's today? Uh, well, next Tuesday? This game's yeah. next Saturday, aren't it? It's not FA Cup again, is it? I think it's FA Cup. Maybe it is. I, it I is. apologize to you, Wonga. Oh, I don't give a shit. I don't listen to you anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday, January 30th is the next Prem on Fubo TV. Is it a full schedule? Uh, it, it It's God. There is Tuesday. There it's are... a full week schedule. Five weeks, five matches on Tuesday, and then Wednesday, and then, this name, maybe one on Thursday. Yeah. Anyway, you can get them on FuboTV.com, and you can bet on TonyBet.ca. We will. Yeah. We'll submit though our footy picks. Uh, f- pray for the FA Cup on Friday. Yeah. All so right. matches are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next yeah. week. Okay. Midweek football, lovely. Okay, yeah. everyone. Uh, that's Footy Prime for another day. Uh, is Craig back by the time we reconvene on Friday or not? I don't think so. No, he's not. He's still away, is he? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, hope you enjoyed that. Um, we'll chat to you on Friday, I suppose, at some point. Uh, keep following us, of course, and all the usual platforms. And uh, yeah, more news coming your way. It's Footy Prime. Bye. Keep on these papers. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Beck.
Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Keep playing. Oh, Keep going. Yeah, no. No. All right, everyone. Good choice. Right, That's good. All right. Have a great day, all.